Welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited you have decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first episode, welcome. If you are part of the community here, welcome back. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you missed out on last week's episode, definitely take time to go back and listen. We talked all about therapy, what it is, and why moms need it. We dug into how to choose a therapist and where to find them, online therapy, since you really can't go about it the traditional way right now while we are all social distancing, what to expect at your first session, what trauma looks like, the importance of self-improvement as it relates to motherhood, and so much more. If you have been around for quite some time, then you know that I am an advocate for therapy. I have shared the beginning of my journey and where I am now, and I've grown so much. I've learned so much about myself. I've improved in ways that I can't even imagine. I know many of you are interested in therapy, but in the past, you may not have felt like you have the time or even know where to begin. Or maybe you just felt like if only you had the money to invest in a therapist. Well, guess what? I have a solution for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And the exciting thing is that you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And it's super convenient right now because we're all at home with our kids. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. This service is available for you wherever you are all over the world. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You will get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if the one you were assigned is not a good fit. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So no excuses. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They have offered 10% off your first month for being a listener here at Expanding Motherhood Single and Black. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash experiencing motherhood. That's better. H-E-L-P, and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. I will include the link in the show notes. Now, in today's episode, we are diving into saving money on groceries without clipping coupons during this pandemic. (laughs) Y'all. A lot of us have been used to not eating a lot at home. If your kids got, you know, breakfast at school and lunch and snacks, or maybe you just, you know, made them a snack or they got to pack a snack, you know, you didn't really have to feed them for every single meal of the day. So now, whereas you may be saving on gas and childcare, you're spending that on groceries. And so what I want to do today is talk about ways that we can actually save. And I do this with the mom who has learned to do her grocery budget on $100. Okay. So if she could do it, we could all do it. Without further ado, let's hop into this episode. Hi, Crystal. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on today. How are you doing? 
I'm doing great. I am well, my family's well, and that's all that matters right now. Yes, absolutely. I just want you to take a moment to tell the listeners a little bit about you. First and foremost, I still consider myself a single mom of three, but I am a single mom of three now adult children. Um, I became a single mom back in uh, 2000 when my oldest son was 10 years old. And then I have two, had two daughters, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So I was a busy single mom. While I was being a mother, I was um, also a teacher, a full-time uh, high school math teacher. And during that time, I morphed into the role of being a principal. So now today, with my children kind of doing their own thing, I'm a professional development coach. So I go around to schools all across the country, helping teachers get better at their craft. Awesome. So, all right, let's get into these groceries. So do you have a set budget for your groceries every month? And then how likely are you to stick to that budget? Because I know a lot of times, you know, we create budgets and then we either forget about them or we tend to go over. Right, right. No, I've, I do have a set budget. I always have. When back in the early 2000s, when I became a single mom, my budget was a whopping $100 a month for groceries. Yes. (laughs) And I wear a huge badge of honor to say that I stuck to it. Uh, and I, and honestly, I had no choice because the money was not there. So I couldn't afford to go crazy and go over it. Um, now, you know, we're talking about, what, 20 years later, my budget is double that. Um, but most of the time, my kids are, are away at school and doing different things. So they're not really home. Um, and then, of course, you know, you got a cost of living has increased and you know, I make a little bit more money than I did back then. So a lot of things have allowed that budget to expand and to ease up some. Okay. So what about now during this pandemic, what does your grocery budget look like? And you said your kids are pretty much at home, but they're still doing their own thing, but you still have to feed them, right? Yeah. So normally minus the pandemic, they're away at school or off working full time. So they're not really home. Now with everybody home, that has increased a little bit, but at the same time, not so much. Um, The things that I'm seeing on my grocery list that have kind of gone up are things like, you know, toilet paper, paper towels, and that's just because we're home. So if you think about when everybody's off doing their own things, most of the time you're not in your home. So you're not using your own paper towels when you wash your hands, your own toilet paper, your own soap, things like that. So I'm seeing us using more of that type of stuff now that we're all home quarantined. But we're very much a family that cooks. We're not super quick to eat out or to buy a lot of um, fast food. So none none of that has changed much okay now I will say that whenever I did a poll in the insta story um, a lot of moms reported that they were not eating takeout as much as they were prior to this pandemic so that is interesting Mm -hmm. now tell us a little bit about your history with grocery shopping on a budget what types of things did you used to buy did you used to use coupons what did that Mm -hmm. look like well, let me back all the way up before I even became a mom. Um, my mother was the queen of coupons and the master of the sale. She she was like a, the queen of the blue light special. So if anybody remembers <laughs> the old days of Kmart, Kmart would have these blue light specials in the store and like everybody would run because they'd have this special thing. My mother thrived on that stuff. So I, I really learned from her how to save how to save a penny and how to save my father used to listen to um a christian radio station taking me to school every morning and that on that radio station there was a guy that would come on he was a like a financial person his name was larry burkett and i kind of grew up listening to that ended up repeating that cycle but larry burkett would come on 
it seemed like strategically at like 3.30, 4 o'clock every day, which was right around the time I was leaving work and picking up the kids. And so I would hear all of his stuff about creating a budget and basically how to be a good steward of your money. So put those two together and that's kind of how my mindset was formed. When I became a single mom and had to feed us on my limited salary, it was just a natural that I put all of those tools into place. So I did always use coupons and, and look for sales, but not as strategically, believe it or not, as I am now. I'm, I'm a lot more calculated with it than I was back then. But even back then, I, I, obviously I was good because I, I kept us together on $100. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we and let me say we ate well. Like nobody was starving or deprived. We ate well. What types of food did you eat on that type of budget? You name it. You know, I made spaghetti dinners. I made Thanksgiving dinners, so turkey and ham on, on all of the key occasions. I'm more cognizant of it now, but I try. I I did buy like box stuff and and instant meals back then, but not not much. I do far less of it now than I did before, and that's just because of my awareness of eating healthier and just being being more um, in tune with my own health. But um, I tried to buy things that I could cook and that we could make. We I had to limit. You know, we couldn't do a McDonald's run every every night or I couldn't afford to have my kids buy lunch at school. You're talking about, you know, at least $3 a day for lunch times three. So you do the quick math, $9 a day times 30 days in a month, give or take the weekends. You're talking about almost $300 a month just for them to eat lunch at school. I couldn't afford that. So I had to make sure that I bought things that were good for them to have for lunch that they would want to take for lunch as well as feed us for breakfast and dinner and all those other occasions. Okay. Now you mentioned that um, you learned to coupon, but during this pandemic, it's not really, I guess, realistic at this time mm -hmm. to be like searching for coupons and trying to right. and all that stuff. So how have you learned to sort of, you know, maintain your budget and continue saving without them? So the cool thing about social media is that you can find people, you can find your tribe, you can find your people. <laughs> so being a couponer and being part of that life, you connect with other people who save money and do those things too. And so you just, you keep learning about things. So even with the traditional couponing that people envision, there are a lot of money saving strategies out there that don't involve couponing. And couponers use those in conjunction with coupons. So now that couponing, physically couponing is not so practical right now, I rely a lot more heavily on those other options. So um, there are a few, but this, my three top ones are um, Rocketon, which was formerly known as Ebates. Yes. The, I love them. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, it is, if, if you are not a person using Rakuten, you are leaving so much money on the table. The table yes. Um, and it's not super conducive to groceries, but all of the other things. I mean, if you're buying dog food, you can get dog food on Rakuten. If you're buying, you know, paper, whatever it is, you can find it or find someone that sells it on Rakuten and get that money back. And so for your listeners that might not know what that is, the way it works is retailers, if you go through Rockerton's site to get to your retailer site, so I'll use an example like Old Navy. Let's say you're going to buy your kids jeans for, from Old Navy and you're going to order them online. Normally, you would just go to oldnavy.com and go to work, right? But with Rockerton, what you do is you go on to Rockerton and you'll see the Old Navy sticker and it might say, 5% cash back. What that means is whatever you spend at Old Navy, Rockerton's going to give you 5% of that back. So when you log in through their site, so you're going to go to Rockerton, click on the Old Navy button, and it takes you to the Old Navy website. It looks exactly and functions exactly the same way as it would if you went directly to Old Navy. But by going this route, Rockerton's keeping track of it. So let's say you spend 
5% of $50 is what, $2.50? Mm-hmm. So it'll take that $2.50 and kind of park it into your account. And every quarter, every three months, they collect all of those things and they send you a for real check. So depending on how much you shop online or how much you travel, because I've cleaned up, I've gotten checks as high as $200 back in one quarter because I travel for work. So I book my hotels through Rockerton. I get that money back. Christmas time. Oh my goodness. I remember I bought a pair of Ugg boots one time and they had 10% cash back. So if you've ever bought Ugg boots, you know, so I got like 20 bucks back from buying those boots. So you can say, get that money. And, And I challenge myself when I get those checks, I don't spend them. I put them in a savings account because I, I like to see, excuse me, I like to see how much I can rack up in, in one year's time, but you really get that money back. Now, here's a, a new cool feature that Rocketon has. I don't know if you know about this, but you can actually link your credit card or your debit card to your Rocketon account. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now the, now the stores have it. So let's say you go into, um, I don't know, Bed Bath & Beyond. If you use that card in Bed Bath & Beyond, it'll give you that 2% back. So you don't even have to order online all the time now. So I started doing that before, you know, pre-pandemic um, and using those two things in conjunction. The other thing that a lot of people sleep on is a lot of stores now have order online but pick up at the store store Mm -hmm. so you still get your items right away but you can order online through Rocketon get your cash back but still go to the store and pick it up yes I've done that with Target a lot (laughs) yes yes Target is another one that does it so that's like that's my number one my number two or or actually I should say my co-number one that is more grocery store related is Ibotta Yes, I B O T T A. Oh, love Ibotta. Ibotta functions for most grocery stores. So it acts like um, a virtual coupon in the sense that, let's say you shop at Kroger's. You can go onto Kroger's through Ibotta and it'll show you all the different um, features. So it might say if you buy a box of Fruity Pebbles cereal, from Kroger's, they will give you 25 cents back. So you go to Kroger's, you were going to buy fruity pebbles anyway you buy them and now you come back home or and you take a picture of your receipt verifying that you bought the fruity pebbles ibotta then puts that 25 cents into your account and i think once you rack up i think it's 25 dollars maybe then you can cash out and so you can cash it out they will deposit the money where you want them to and i think most of these have an option where you can do a gift card but i never do the gift card if i don't have to yeah, I want my I want my money. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, um, Rockatine will actually do PayPal for you too. Yes, they will. But you know what? I won't even do that because they I think they take a percentage of it when you do PayPal. So I, I don't like to give anybody any of my coins. So um I would just say, you know, read up on that because like, you can either do a gift card, you can do PayPal, they will give you a prepaid. Mm-hmm. Visa card, all that stuff. But my thing is, I want that money going into my savings account, earning some interest for me. So I like to, I like, give me my check. <laughs> Ibotta just released a feature where you can also pay with Ibotta. So same thing, you link your debit or credit card to your Ibotta account. But let's say you go to Old Navy and Old Navy is on there. When you click on Old Navy, so you, you'll pay with Ibotta. So it'll give you a barcode to pay with, and then you get the money back, the, the same percentage back. So two ways that you can do it, but you're also getting that money back. The cool thing too about Ibotta, sometimes you can go to a store and let's, and they might say, did you buy some milk? They don't care what brand it was. I have a size requirement, but it can, it's called any item. So as long as you bought they could say any item might be a bag of potato chips. I don't care what, what flavor, what brand, just long as you bought some chips. And so when you're on there, a lot of people leave money on the table because they'll see 10 cents. They'll see 15 cents or, oh, they're only giving us 20 cents back. Well, but that 20 cents, that 15 cents adds up and it adds up quick. 
that's those are little coins that you can get back in place of a physical coupon. The last one that I want to talk about is one called DOSH, D-O-S-H. This is another one that has kind of um, the same idea where you spend at a particular store. But the cool thing about DOSH is that you don't have to take a picture of any receipts. You don't have to um, upload anything. The minute you connect your debit or credit card to your DOSH account, the, when you just shop at the store and use that card, it automatically gives you that money. So um, Sam's Club is a big one. I, I shop at Sam's Club all the time. I think Dosh right now is giving like 5% back. Well, Sam's Club is one of the big stores I shop at each month. So I'm at least spending, you know, 75 to $100. Well, I'm getting 5% of that back from Dosh immediately just by using the card that I would normally pay with. Those are my top three that I am functioning on. But here's the caution. Just like with coupons, you never shop the sale, so to speak. And by that, what we mean is you don't look and see what's on sale and then go buy it. You don't look and see what's on Ibotta and then go buy it. You go and shop how you normally would and then you go back and see, did any of the Ibotta stuff apply? Did any of the Rockerton stuff, you know, is it going to apply or dosh or whatever? You don't, you don't do it the other way around because you can end up buying a lot of stuff you really don't need. And at the end of the day, you're not saving money. Now, I want to talk about meal planning a little bit because we talk mm -hmm. about meal prep a lot but we don't talk about meal planning a lot. And so how important do you believe meal planning is in regards to saving and do you actually do it? I'm sorry, I have like a few questions in one. No, <laughs> no worries, no if worries. You meal plan, do you do it seven days a week, three meals a day? What does it actually look like? Like in the past, did you used to involve your kids? Um, do you involve them now since they're pretty much grown, so to speak? How does that process look for you? Before I allow Crystal to answer those questions, I know that a lot of you are looking for stories to inspire your little girls to pursue their dreams without limits. Well, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls podcast is an expansion of its best-selling book which tells hundreds of bedtime stories about the lives of extraordinary women from the past and the present. Designed to close the confidence gap in young girls, these stories explore the talents and results of incredible women across every possible field, such as astronauts, chefs, trombonists, judges, scientists, and tennis players, from Jane Goodall to Simone Biles. Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls is narrated by other inspiring women such as Melinda Gates, Jessica Valenti, Jamila Jamil, Justina Machado, and many more. Most of history has been primarily documented by men, which is a narrative that is woven throughout the textbooks children read today. Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls offers children the opportunity to hear about historic moments from a woman's context. Research says that only 19% of children's books showcase women with jobs or career ambition. By the age of six, many girls already believe they are less smart than boys. 54% of women over the age of 35 said that gender stereotypes they experienced as a child has left a negative impact on their lives as an adult. To inspire the rebel girl in your life, Go and find Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls on your favorite podcast player. Now, back to the episode. So, I'm not a strict meal planner, but I have meals in mind when I'm shopping or when I'm preparing to shop. One of the dilemmas that I had when I was a teacher was we got paid once a month and only during the school year. So, I always had two months that I had to save and budget for, right? Right. So everything I did was based on that one month paycheck. So I, I thought about how many dinners were we going to have in that month and what were the types of things that I would consider cooking that month. 
so I had my staples, you know, spaghetti, chili, um, you know, fried chicken, whatever. I had, I had that kind of, that rotation that most moms have, you know, you've got (laughs) things that you pretty much cook. Um, Pinterest has made it a little more interesting because you can venture off and be that awesome chef that you never knew was in you using Pinterest. But for the most part, you kind of know the basics of what you're going to cook. So I knew I would at least cook spaghetti once a month. I would at least make some chili once a month, et cetera. So I would make sure I had supplies for those things. For breakfast, I, would, I wouldn't really say, okay, on Monday, we're going to have eggs. On Tuesday, we're going to have pancakes. I just knew that we would have breakfast at home so many days a month. And I would just make sure we had our favorites, you know, oatmeal, pancakes, bacon, sausage, eggs, you name it, those things. So that's how my meal planning looked. Um, when the kids were in school, I was a lot stricter about that because I was thinking, all right, three kids got to make lunch five days a week. They've got to have enough bread, enough lunch meat, enough cheese, chips, snacks, whatever was going to go in their lunches. So those that I would have to kind of calculate that out. So I would plan for the month. I would definitely, too, stockpile the basics and non-perishables when I knew I could get them at a steal. And by a steal, I mean I had a 50% or more savings. I would stockpile things like ketchup, salad dressing, you know, kind of stuff like that, um, toilet paper, paper towels. When I could get that stuff for a sale, body wash, all of that, I'd already have that. And I, I would buy what I needed only when I'd used it up or I had to replace it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So there were, there are no surprises in my deep freezer. I know I could tell you right now what I got in there. There, you're not gonna, you know, mystery meat. You ever, it won't, there, there's no mystery meat in my house. I didn't involve my kids. Uh, and that's just because I was the mom and I had, the, I held the purse strings. I, I involved them to the sense of, if they were packing their lunch, I might say, okay, do you guys want Funyuns in your, for your snack this, this week or once at some point in the month, or do you want barbecue chips? And they might get to choose that way. Or I'd say, you know, do you want Oreo cookies or do you want chocolate chip cookies? Stuff like that. But in terms of um, what do you want for dinner? Mm, That was pretty much on me. I would keep in mind, though, like I knew my kids like certain things, so I would make sure I made them. But that whole like, let's all sit down and figure out what we're going to be. Absolutely not. That was a headache (laughs) waiting to happen. Headache, argument, fight, you name it. It was just that would have been bad news. I think I got all your questions. Did I, did I miss one? Yeah, yeah you got okay. all Now, see, for me, I'll just share really quickly that um, because it's just the two of us, it's me and my daughter, I do try to map out what we're going to eat. So um, mm-hmm. right now I'm doing intermittent fasting, so I don't really eat breakfast. Normally I eat around 11 or 12, just depending on what time I eat at night. So um, I know like Monday through Friday. I don't really map out the weekend. Sometimes I do, but neither. I didn't. I didn't deal with weekends too much either. <laughs> Monday through Friday, I know she's gonna have oatmeal cereal. Um, she likes these croissants with like egg and bacon or egg and mm-hmm. sausage. So I know she's gonna have those things Monday through Friday. And on the weekends, we typically eat, you know, like the typical breakfast, whether we have like biscuits or waffles, eggs, um, and some type of meat and fruit, right? So mm-hmm. I know right. those things. And then I typically do like what you kind of said. So I know like I'm going to go in the store and I'm going to buy chicken, chicken wings, chicken breast. I'm going to buy right. ground turkey, like two of those. And then I'm going to pick a seafood. I'm going to either yeah. like shrimp or catfish I love catfish I'm from Mississippi and then um, (laughs) salmon so those are my go-to and then I plan my meals based on like the the proteins and then I'll just vegetables like I'll do broccoli asparagus green beans you know just stuff like that Brussels sprouts and so um from there then I will map out our meals so I think it does help so that you can formulate your list from the meal plan that you sort of built that way yeah you know what you plan exactly I want to ask you though do you believe that having fixed meal times play a part in saving for example 
I don't know if you remember the conversation we had in, I think it was um, two podcasts ago, the episode that we did about, you know, working, parenting, and teaching. Khadija mm-hmm. mentioned that she has set meal times and that yes. helps her stay on budget. They don't run out of anything because she knows that her kids will snack her to death, right? So she yes. has two set snack times that they have mm-hmm. and they stick to those. So do you believe like personally that that helps with saving as well? Absolutely. Control the eating, you control the budget. You have to, kids will, will eat a month's worth of groceries in a few days if you let them. If you buy four family size bags of chips, and I keep saying that because this is like, you can tell it's like a pain point in my house, all the chips <laughs> disappearing. But if you buy four family size bags of chips, and you don't monitor that, those chips will be gone. You buy them on Monday, they'll be gone by Wednesday. All four <laughs> bags. And, and I'm going to be honest, I don't care if you've got one kid or five kids. Oh, I know. They My can- daughter is so tiny, but she will eat those chips up. You hear me? Yes. Cereal, like if, if you buy, you know, cereal for, was for breakfast only and only one box to be opened at a time. That was the rule in my house. And you had to eat a, a, what my mom used to call it, a mixing bowl. That was, she's like, you are not going to eat a mixing bowl size uh, of cereal. So if you think about the bowls that, that you make a cake in or something, that was her idea. Like you're not eating a bowl of cereal that, that big. So in my house though, I, I took it even further. You could eat two. If you were eating more than two bowls of cereal at one sitting, then you needed to add something else to your breakfast. Cause right, you need a banana or something. Yeah, a yogurt. You got to do something else. We're not just binging on, on cereal. So, And then like chips and snacks like that, we opened one thing at a time and once per week. So if I bought again that family size bag of chips, when I made out my grocery list, I would buy four of them because I knew there were four weeks in the month. So that allowed it for one bag of chips to be opened each month. Now, again, you know, at this time, my kids were elementary school, so they weren't, you know, teenagers, I might have to do two bags. So because you were coming home from school and eating dinner, there were no more, you weren't chip, you didn't eat chips in the evening, you only needed chips for lunch during the day. So they could make their snack size bags to take to school. And so on Sunday night, I'd break out the next bag for the following week. And that's how we did it. When when my kids got a little bit older and they would do slick stuff, like while I was at work, they'd eat them all. Well, tough cookies, buddies. Nobody's, we're not opening chips until Sunday. So you've eaten them on Wednesday. (laughs) Guess you won't have any chips in your lunch. Now, you'd have to hear my kids reminisce on their childhood about packing their lunches. They hated it. But at the end of the day, I couldn't afford, I couldn't afford that. So they had the next best thing. Juices and special drinks. You know, at, at one point I did buy soda. I'm, I'm kind of a non-soda house now, but. Oh, me too. I, yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I was at mom, I, I would buy it um, sometime, but you were, and things like Kool-Aid and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you only had that for lunch and or dinner. Any other time it was water. So, yeah, you've got to control that that eating because they're like little vacuum cleaners. They will just suck it all up. And you'll look up and say, wait a minute, where did $200 worth of groceries just go? And I've watched people do it. Like, I've watched people just let their kids have free-for-alls. My kids talk about, like, going to their friends' houses and, like, Mom, they had all the chips. They had all the snacks. They had candy bars. They had, you know, I'm like, yeah, well, that was nice. Did you enjoy it while you were there? Because guess what, Bucko? It ain't happening here. Right. <laughs> you and also, don't have that kind of money. Know, right. You also never know if they're receiving any type of assistance or anything. Exactly. Like that. But, you know, kids don't really understand that. So No, nor do they care. They're just right. like, why don't we have, you know, Snickers bars exactly. on top of the fridge? <laughs> so speaking of chips, do you think that it's, well, not wasteful, but just, you know, buying those individual bags? You know how you can get the boxes of chips with the little individual bags that you can mm-hmm. buy? And then they also have, like, little macaroni, little oatmeals. Do you believe that buying those are kind of like waste because you pay more yeah there there are times when those things 
makes sense. Like when, when my kids were in activities and, you know, we literally had to, I had to put together a snack bag because we had to go. Having the family size bag of chips wasn't always practical. So I, I kind of had a balance of the two. There were times I would buy those variety packs and it was like Christmas because they, they were like, oh, we have four different kinds to choose from, which to get. But even with that, I would monitor it because, you know, you can grab a bag, grab a bag and look up and 30 bags of chips are gone. Things like oatmeal and single serve macaroni and cheeses, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I would I would stay away from it. I think there are more economical ways to achieve that. And sometimes it feels like it's convenient, but really it's just, it's just more, it's, it looks nice. It appeals to your, I don't know. I don't know. Marketers know how, what to yeah, do to get us to like buy that stuff, you know? Because your kid yeah. can pick up a bag of oatmeal and do it themselves versus trying to, try to measure it out from, you know, the other big container. Right. But the thing is, even with the, the, the fallacy with the big container is, look, you throw some in, you throw a little water in and you quickly learn which consistencies or the math teacher in me, it would be great. Teach them how to use those measuring cups, because, you know, if you buy like the big the big box of oatmeal, it's nothing to scoop out a half a cup and the how much ever water it calls for and toss it in the microwave so sometimes it feels like it's more convenient but it's, it's it's really the same thing you would do but with something where you really can control all the ingredients if you're that type of person that you want your kid to be able to get up and throw a couple pancakes in the microwave and not wake you up a lot of that stuff you can pre-prepare and if that's a word, pre-prepare, but <laughs> you can prepare and allow them to get that stuff on their own. So um, one of my good friends, we were both kind of, our kids were around the same age, so we were doing things at the same time. And she would make pancake batter and have it in a, like a, a juice pitcher or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so all her kids had to do when they wanted pancakes was just go and heat up the pan and pour it in there. When they were too young to do that she would make the pancakes and freeze them I didn't even know you could do that you just have to kind of know your limits but understand that just because it's already in a package in a box doesn't mean that it's it's any better and when you start to calculate the cost you know that'll make if you're like me when I see how much it's costing me just to have individual oatmeal packets okay, it's time for everybody in the house to learn how to make oatmeal <laughs> because I'm, I am not paying these, you know, these crazy prices for this. So yeah, you'll, you'll learn. And, and again, it matters too. Like you said, you have one child to feed two people. It might, that might be a worthwhile thing, but for me trying to feed four people and one of them being a boy who was a quickly approaching puberty, I, that was, I couldn't afford that. That was just, just too much you talked about like how you you know sort of make your list do you um, make it by the categories in the grocery store so like you know when you go to the produce section you need these items or when you go to mm -hmm. the bread aisle you need this or you don't really get that detail no I actually do my grocery list um, is, stays on the refrigerator and I'll try to I'll send you um, I'll see if I can send you a link or, or send you the file um, if you want to share it with everybody. Yeah. Um, it, it stays on the refrigerator. As we get low on things or we run out of things, we fill out the grocery list all month. It's organized by category. So it's like frozen beverages, dairy, produce, et cetera. And I add to the list, like, let's say I'm, you know, surfing on Pinterest in the middle of the night, which I do. <laughs> and I see some like, oh, this sounds really good. I want to make it. Um, I will add the things that I don't normally have to that list. So I know that that'll be something I'll have the ingredients for the next time I go shopping. So that's how the list works. And then when I get ready to go to the grocery store, that list comes with me off the refrigerator and that's what I go to the store with. And I rarely deviate from that list. Okay. Now you said you have it up there and you leave it up there for a month. So you make your groceries monthly. I pretty, I still, you know what, that was a, th those years were tough, but man, it's, it's easy on the budget. When you budget monthly versus, you know, biweekly or every paycheck, for me, it's just simpler. 
to say, I have $200 a month to work with. And at the first of the month or the 15th of the month, whatever day you choose, I go and I do all of my shopping. Um, I still will occasionally run to the store. You know, if we, if we run out of fruit or something that you can't, like you can't buy a lot of fresh stuff and have it for the month. Right. So the, I, I will, I try to leave a little bit of money out that I know I can make those quick runs throughout the month if I need to. But for the most part, I get the majority of my groceries once a month. Wow. That is impressive. Like you used to do that for multiple kids because yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, I go in there and I want to be in and out in 30 minutes yeah. and, I, <laughs> and I'm like trying to shop for two weeks. So no. I'm going to tell you here, here's, here's an insider tip. I don't love to grocery shop. Um, never have. Like I hated it when my mother went and, you know, she would drag us along. Um, I'm, I'm appreciative now of the lessons I learned because you go once and you get it all done and you're done. But on top of that, it allows you to be very thoughtful and strategic about your shopping. And when it comes to groceries and a budget, you have to be. If you go in there willy-nilly or you go in there, I got to get in here and get out of here, you are going to pay more, period. The fast shopper is not, I'm not kidding, the fast shopper is not going to be the winner at the end of this. It's the person who is strategic and methodical. Now, do you have to be like those people on the extreme couponing show where you see them at their dining room table and it's like this massive event? No, because you're the only shopper and you, you get good at it. So my kids know when I say I'm going to a grocery store, that entails at least two stores. One of them is Sam's Club. That's my bulk store. One of them is Aldi. That's my, my kind of my discount grocery store. And then the store in my city is Giant Eagle. And there are other, you know, more chain grocery stores. But those are like my three spots. And I go in that order. So I'll go to um, Sam's first and get all of the big things and anything that I think I could get at a bulk price. Whatever I can't get at Sam's Club, then I go to Aldi because I know Aldi's going to have the rock bottom best prices, no coupons needed, and the stuff's going to be high quality because I don't care about brand names. That's another thing. I'm not brand loyal. And then Aldi, because it is a smaller discount grocery store, it doesn't have everything. So then whatever's left on my list, like, you know, that special, um, I don't know, something fancy or special that you can only get at certain stores, then that's the third store. And so when I come home, my car is full and, you know, we're unpacking everything, but I'm done. Wow. And, and I have thought it out. I've got it all laid out. But you come to know, like it sounds, it sounds massive it and does. daunting. It, I know it does. Because when I tell my friends that, they're like, you, what? I'm like, yeah, I do it all. I do it all the time. And they're like, no, no way. So I know exactly when I go in Sam's Club. Like I'm like a, a laser. I walk in there. I know which aisles. I almost can tell you the aisle numbers because I've been doing it so long. But I can walk in that store. I have a path. I bet you if they looked at me like on the security camera, they'd be like, oh, here she is again. Watch her. She's going to turn right right here. And then she's going to turn left because I do the same path because I know exactly what I'm getting. Wow. You know, I have to take my daughter too. So maybe that's why I'm like, I got my list and I'm trying to get in and get out quickly as possible. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, because kid, kids will make you spend more because they're like, oh, we should try this. But I got mommy, good at saying no. Please get this. Yep. Mommy, we haven't tried this before. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it was easier whenever, you know, I could go grocery shopping Friday evening after work. I would do that. And I wouldn't have to, you know, take her with me. But now it's like she has to come every time. So it makes it just a little bit more difficult. <laughs> what you could do, you could give her a job in the store. So she's seven. You, you could give her a job of either helping you keep track of how much you're spending. So, you know, give her a calculator and let her job be to add things up as you put them in the cart or you know, her job is to mark things off the list. So with, <laughs> yeah, you, you give them a job because if they have a job, a lot of times they're a little bit preoccupied with the job and little girls tend to be, 
well, I shouldn't say little girls. There are some kids that like just to be involved because they, you know, they just get a kick out of that and, and helping you. If you've got a kid like that, give them a job and that keeps them busy um, during grocery store time. Other than that, just get good at saying no. Yeah. Oh, we're not doing that. It's not on the list. <laughs> you know, it's not on the list. Yeah. So. Now I've started asking him before we go. Okay, McKinley, what is going to be your one snack that you're going to get when we go to the store? And remember, we are sticking to our list. Like, that's Yeah, that's a good, I'm that's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> that, you know, some stores offer um, pickup now. You can order online. You can pick yourself up at the store. I think maybe you were referring to just the store in general. But as mm -hmm. far as grocery stores, um, do you prefer, you know, the curbside pickup or grocery delivery? I know you just mentioned you go get it and put it in your car. So I imagine that you probably don't like those options or either you just haven't tried them. No, I don't like them. Um, and I don't like them because you can't price compare when, um, when you have those. It's, you know, if you say, I'll use Instacart, for example, if you go shopping on Instacart, it says, let's say you're getting shredded cheese, it'll say craft cheese, it'll give you a couple options. But sometimes those aren't all the options in the store. Also, stores sometimes have unadvertised sales, uh, or they'll have a special buyout, you know, you, you, you don't, you can't, you can't see those things when you're, when you have someone else do your shopping for you. And plus, like, I don't want anybody picking my produce. I want to see, touch it, you know, look at it, smell it, depending on what it is. So I've, I would never be a fan of somebody doing that. I've actually thought about doing the curbside though at Sam's Club because I am so methodical about what I buy there I could easily tell somebody give me this 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 and this because I know it's at Sam's but even with that you know it's like well what else is there there might be a, a sale or a closeout on something that I could stockpile or I could you know save for a rainy day so I I like to be in that store and do it okay I know a lot of moms have talked about you know how it saves them time it and does, yeah. I just, you know, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. But it does, it say it does save time, but you you got to remember any time that you are taking yourself out of the equation when it comes to your money, that's going to come at a price. So so you think about a non-grocery store context. If you are having someone else manage your retirement account so someone else is, is looking at your investments keeping an eye on it you're paying for that service so it's going to cost you more to have someone else do it now sometimes that cost is worth it because the time that you save allows you to do something else someone cleans your house you could clean your own house right but the minute that you allow have someone else clean your house you got to pay them for it so as a as a mom you just got to determine what's most important and so for me at at that time and in, in a lot of cases saving money was more important because i only had a hundred dollars or i only had two hundred dollars even you know by the time my kids were leaving the house it was up to two hundred dollars i only had that so i couldn't afford to have that mismanaged on any level I had to make the most out of that money. So saving time was not the priority for me. But if you're a mom and you're juggling, you know, 5,000 balls, and if one of those balls falls, the whole thing's going to come crashing down. And saving that, that extra money is not, that's not the priority, then by all means, do the curbside pickup. Like it doesn't make you any less of a great steward of your home if you have someone pick up your groceries versus doing it yourself, you've got to, as the single mom, you've got to have a way to juggle all those balls. And for me, I could not afford for the financial castle to come crumbling down because if that, it was just going to be a major blow to everything. And I knew that. So for me, I had to be the one. And then also too, in all fairness too, when this all started for me, there was no such thing as curbside pickup and all of that great stuff. So I, I may have considered things differently back then, 
had I had it, but I didn't have it. That's interesting to know. I will say that I've tried pickup maybe once or twice, and both times I did not like my produce. So I haven't had the best of luck with you know, curbside pickup. And I've done Kroger both times. Haven't tried HB, haven't tried Walmart, and I haven't tried Instacart or Shipped or any of those things. So mm-hmm. maybe that works for, like you said, some people if they are not trying to save. But um, that was back when it first came out and they were offering it free. But mm-hmm. like um, Walmart does offer it free, I think, like curbside pickup, but then like HB and Kroger, I think maybe anywhere from like three to five dollars or something um but again you know it's totally up to you and what your preferences are uh have you used any meal kit or produce delivery services i know a lot of people are out there using like hello fresh blue apron mm-hmm. um things like that um no i haven't used any i've considered it but i not with kids it's too expensive i've considered it because i'm i'm on the I'm approaching the empty nester phase of life. So, you know, for me to have ingredients for one or two meals is perfect, but I still want to be able to eat the way I want to eat. There's no way I would do that with kids. Plus to me, it eliminates the beauty of the leftovers. Yeah, that's true. So (laughs) yeah, it's just enough. And, you know, Depending on the age of your kids, if your kids were like mine, they ate dinner at five. And, you know, as teenagers, I'd, I'd be in the bed and I'd hear them rumbling in the kitchen going back to redo dinner again at nine or 10 o'clock at night. So I don't, services like that don't really a lot for that. And then, you know, my, my great grandmother was around during the Great Depression. And so a black woman in the South back in the 20s and 30s things like you know you make a lot of rice on monday and then on tuesday you take that rice and then you add something else to it and then whatever's left on tuesday you add a, so you learn how to keep kind of keep that meal going all week but to your family it looks like something different right that's kind of the <laughs> that's the cloth i'm cut from and so you can't do stuff like that with with meal prep you said something really like powerful earlier about any time you take you out of the equation and you replace it with somebody else, you are paying for that. So it's like exactly. to have the convenience of somebody ship, you know, products that are fresh to your door, you are literally paying for it. You are paying for it. Now I have, I'll tell you one that has intrigued me. I haven't tried it. Um, I think it's called, I think it's called Misfit or something, but it's like, all the produce that the stores won't take because it doesn't look pretty. You know, like it might be a, a tomato that is curved instead of a nice round red one or, you know, an apple with an extra piece of apple growing out of it. I don't know. It's, it's weird stuff, but it's nothing wrong with it. I haven't looked into the cost of that, but that one's kind of intrigued me because I'm like, hey, if I can get fresh produce you know, at a better price, just because nobody liked the way it looked, I'll take it. Okay, that's interesting. I will, you know, just look it up just to see. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't remember if it's called, <laughs> it's called Miss Something, because it's supposed to be about the whole misfit thing. But yeah. Okay, cool. Now, when we're talking about like the types of food we should buy, you mentioned earlier that you can't buy a lot of like fresh stuff. So you leave, you know, kind of room in your budget or you set out some money so that you can go back and get that fresh food how Mm -hmm. much are you actually getting like fresh frozen non-perishable because I think you mentioned something about stockpiling those non-perishable items and then um, talk a little bit about those ready-made meals because you said you used to purchase a lot of them back in the day but you don't really do that now I feel like we should try to stay away from those I don't really buy a lot of like packaged stuff Um, I think I've earlier I really like fresh stuff and that's probably why I go like every two weeks Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah yeah. like I said ready-made will cost you and it's usually not very healthy so you you hit it right on the head it's a lot of process but I will get the ready-made frozen pizzas like a Stouffer's lasagna I'll I'll, I'll buy a few of those ready-made meals and what I think about is I look at the month ahead and I say, all right, what would force me to have to buy some fast food? So when I was a teacher, 
there were like parent teacher conference was a late night for me. So we'd get home or I'd get home and, and have to have dinner, you know, like six, 7 PM. That was too late for me to make a meal from scratch. So typically what would happen, you'd order something and bring it home. You'd stop at McDonald's, something like that. So what I would try to do is think of those times that where I would be forced to go to a McDonald's and think, what could I have on hand that's a little more cost effective and a little more healthy that I could either throw in the oven or we throw in the microwave and call it a day. Those days don't happen two, three times a week. They usually happen once or twice a month. So I would have that lasagna there or that, you know, that pizza or something like that. But typically, um, you definitely want to buy the staples, flour, pasta, rice, dried beans, your spices. Um, You want to have that kind of stuff on hand because you can work some major magic in a kitchen if you've got just your basics. Um, You can do a lot with a bag of flour and you can do a lot with some rice and some beans and all the stuff. So I do definitely do that. You buy fresh as you will eat it. If you know that, like I get the big bag of lettuce from Sam's Club, but I know that we eat salads like it's no tomorrow. So we'll eat that big bag of lettuce before it goes bad. So I know that I can buy that fresh and, and it'll go. The next level down is frozen. If I can't get it fresh, because I do live in Northeast Ohio, so it's cold here many, many months of the year, and we just don't have access to fresh produce like some warmer climates. So when I'm in that situation, I will buy frozen. So frozen vegetables, frozen whatever I can get. Um, After that, it's down to like cans and boxes. So, you know, canned potatoes, tomato sauce, soups, things like that. But you want to keep that kind of stuff on hand. And then ultimately, you know, stuff that you just can't avoid getting in a box, like your pasta and things like that. Okay, that's good. So can you talk a little bit about making the most of what you have, like once you've purchased your groceries? Because, you know, for a lot of us, we were not really used to grocery shopping like this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't say a lot of us, I'm also including myself. Because like mm-hmm. I said, you know, it's just me and my daughter. So a lot of times we would sadly eat out. And so now like I've probably only ate out like maybe three, four times this month. So that is like a huge um, mm-hmm. you know, step for me. But sometimes, you know, we're, we're like sitting here and we've like ate all of our good stuff or the things that we like the most. And we want something that we didn't purchase before it's time to go back to the grocery store. How can we make the most of what we already have left, you know, when we desire something that we didn't purchase and we don't need to waste food. Like we still have stuff in the refrigerator that we can eat, right? But Mm -hmm. we want something else. (laughs) So Pinterest is a beautiful thing. I love Pinterest because you can say red beans, red bean recipes, and it'll give you like all this stuff you can make recipes. Here's, Here's a prime example. I went in my deep freezer the other day and I saw that my my middle daughter had all these huge aspirations of all this smoothie, all these smoothies she was going to make. Right. Mm -hmm. So we had two huge bags of frozen sliced strawberries. And I'm thinking, what are we what are we going to do with all these strawberries? Because she had moved on to a different type of smoothie. Right. So I went on to Pinterest and I said, frozen strawberry recipes. And it gave me all this different stuff that I could do with frozen strawberries. So that's a great way to kind of get creative with, all right, I've thought of what I can think of. And this is all I have left. I've got, I've got, you know, these four things. What could I make with this? Or I've got all this rice and nothing else. You know, you can hit, go on Pinterest and say, right, recipes with rice. And they'll categorize them like easy, microwave, in your slow cooker, in your Instapot, so you can kind of pick from there. That's a good way to use up stuff that that's kind of kind of doesn't have a mate. It seems like in your house. Yeah. The second thing I would say is be good to yourself. So I know that this sounds really restrictive, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, she's nuts. She's you know she's she's going crazy. That's I can't do that. That's not realistic." 
it, it is more realistic than it sounds. Please don't get me confused. I am good to me. I believe that if I work every day, I should be able to have the things that I like and I want sometimes. So make room in your budget for stuff you didn't plan for. So those nights when, you know, you and your daughter have run out of the things that you that you think you want, and let's say you go on Pinterest and you say, oh, we've got everything but cream cheese to make this recipe. Well, you have some room in your budget that you can go and make a quick run to the store and get the cream cheese. So I always had money that I gave myself each month that had no specific purpose. It wasn't a boatload of money. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I, I, at times I think it was at, at most $100 that I just had, but I had $100 for the month. So if I decided that I wanted an expensive treat, you know, I was having a rough week and I just had to have that pistachio ice cream from Jenny's, <laughs> shout out to Jenny's, which is a local <laughs> creamery around here. Um, but Jenny's, her little ice cream is like $9 just for one little thing, but it's so good. So if I needed to treat myself or drown my sorrows, I had, I used my pocket money to go and get that ice cream. So I still had the things I wanted. Um, I would also like at one point we used to do every Friday night, we would make pizzas. So I would go buy the little bobbly shells and all the toppings for us to make pizza. So I would try to factor in those desires where you could, but also have your, have your little stash to get what you want. Um, and two, moms, don't, don't be afraid or don't feel guilty for having the things that are just for you. I always bought something that was just for me. And I either hid it from my kids or I threatened to end their lives if they touched it. And my kids right now tell you, nobody was allowed to have my little Debbie Swiss cakes. Those were for me. When I needed a chocolate fix and I just needed that little sweet bite, that was it. Or um, my dull strawberry fruit and juice bars. If you've ever bought those, you know that they're crazy expensive. Yes. And, oh my gosh. But those are popsicles. So good. <laughs> they are the they're grown-up popsicles, right? Oh Minus the alcohol. They don't have if they put alcohol in them, game changer. <laughs> but, but without the alcohol, those things are great. But if you put a box, I think you only get like six in a box, right? Yeah, it's like six in a box. Yeah. So a, a kid or two kids or god forbid three kids they can go through that box in a day i would kill them so they knew those were my they were like my mom why can't we have one because those are mine <laughs> so you you have to build that in like having having a budget you know being being wise about how you spend your money none of that should be or has to be restrictive if anything, it's going to be freeing because you know where your money is, you know what you have. And for me, it, there is no challenge on this earth like to say, man, I got all this for 30 bucks or I got all this for 40 hours. My best friend and I used to have these, these conversations. I would call her on the way home like, I just got $90 worth of groceries for $25. And she said, Oh, what were the sales? And we, <laughs> so you do, you, it starts to be a challenge of how much you can save. That is awesome. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for sharing these amazing tips with us. I really appreciate it. Do you have any last tips or words of encouragement for those moms who are out there trying to lower their grocery budget because I know a lot of them have had to increase them due to this situation that we're all dealing with. Yep. Um, just to sum it up, plan. So figure out what you're going to do, plan for it. Don't be afraid to, for lack of a better way to put it, ration out the food and ration out the treats you know, there's no, you won't be my, the worst mom on the planet or you won't have um, children's services knocking on your, at your door because you didn't let them eat all the chips at one sitting. So plan it out, ration it out. And then, you know, be, again, be easy on yourself. It, if, if this is all new to you, you learn it, you know, give yourself the, the room and the safety to make mistakes, but you will get better at it. I did not, there are things that I did back in the early 2000s, 
that I don't do now. And it's just because I know better. And so I'm doing better and, and give yourself that freedom to do the same, but you can do it. If, if I can do it on a teacher salary with three kids, anybody can do it. Yes. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. Let everybody know where they can find you and connect. Well, I am definitely on um, Facebook, uh, Crystal Macklin, and then I'm also on Instagram as underscore the word clown and crown, all one word. I'm on both of those. Awesome. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found some tips that you can actually implement this week whenever you go to grocery shop. Thank you so much for taking out the time to listen if you made it this far. I really appreciate it. You can connect with me over on Instagram at Single Black Motherhood. Like the page on Facebook, Single Black Motherhood. And check out the website, singleblackmotherhood.com. Until next time, I will chat with you later.